Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. Visit westernsouthern.com. Hi, hello, and welcome to the Big Ballpark by the River. Yes, indeed, it's the Gym Day Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, a quick little shout-out, and that goes to our, we've got a YouTube thing going now. It's called Extra Bases with Gym Day. Look on the Reds YouTube channel or just search Extra Bases with some nerd on YouTube, and we take you behind the scenes, sort of like we do on this podcast. It's kind of a, I don't want to say a video version. It's different than a podcast, but it's behind-the-scenes stuff. So check it out, Extra Bases on YouTube. We're going to take a couple extra bases today because we've got a dynamic duo, the dynamic duo on Valley Sports, Ohio. That would be Brian Giesenslaw, former Reds pitcher Sam LeCure. You can catch Brian Giesenslaw as the host of the pre and post game show. You can catch Sam on those shows. You can catch Sam in the booth during certain games. You can catch Sam around the ballpark. You can catch Sam at local establishments. You can catch <laughs> Sam on highlights on YouTube. You can check him out in the archives of oh, Reds history. Goodness. That was a big build up. That's right a lot there. of checking me out. <laughs> Saying Sam gets around a little bit. He gets around a little bit, yeah. Wow. I preferred a little different verbiage, but yeah, something like that. Well, in a good way. We mean it in a good way. Okay. How you guys doing? What's going on? Welcome to the podcast, Brian. Sam, you've been here before. Yeah, this is good. No, appreciate the invite. It's uh, it's quite the honor. No, oh, I don't know about all that. To I, be on the Gym Day podcast. Yeah, yeah. I sit next to Sam every day, but getting to sit here with you is kind of a big yeah, deal. I don't know. How's this chemistry working out? You guys have a great show, by the way, and great chemistry. Uh, how's it working out? Are you um, you getting along? <laughs> <laughs> That's the simple way to put it. Yeah. Uh, no, I love it, and and I I think um, I think from early on that was the, that was the good thing about it is I used to bother Sam in the clubhouse all the time. Yeah. Um, Likewise, I still owe you. Uh, for all the dips that you removed <laughs> to do interviews with me, I probably owe you Isn't a little that bit the that worst way. Thing? You're like you have no. to apologize to a guy. Yeah. Like, man, I'm sorry you got to take your dip out. He always made me made me feel. What you made me you made me recognize the fact that you were doing something to accommodate me. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's still kind of like that sometimes, so that's good. But uh, no, the chemistry was easy yeah. because you know Sam having not done a whole lot of this before, he sat down and started doing it with you and with with me and, and everybody else here. Um, I think the chemistry stems from, in any situation, just being true to yourself and being yourself. Right. And I know Sam is never going to be anything other than himself. And kind of once we kind of figured That's out how good sitting. Thing. Yeah. We don't want fake Sam. We want Sam. No. no. And I don't, I don't want fake anybody. I don't want to be fake, yeah. you know, geese either. But it, it kind of meshed pretty quickly that, you know, we're very different. We have obviously have very different roles on the show, but I think we kind of found that rhythm maybe quicker than I have in the past with some other folks. So that was always, to me, encouraging from the start. Awesome. How's it been for you, man? I think it's been great. Um, I, you know, Brian's obviously pretty easygoing and and accepting of all the <laughs> the Sam Lecurisms and figures out when I'm cranky pretty quick and tries to reel me in. And uh, so, and yeah, like he said, just spending time, you as well, Jim's getting to spend time with you guys in the clubhouse. There's a familiarity there that, that makes it easy to get into it. And I think 
just like I would tell any of the the young rookies for the Reds coming up right now, I actually talked to a guy earlier. He's like, what's one piece of advice you'd give? I, Don't be afraid to ask questions of guys who've been there and experienced it because they've experienced yeah. everything you're about to experience. So I wasn't afraid probably to almost to the point of annoyance to ask Brian a bunch of questions and you too Jim I mean you know that it was you know maybe not every day or something but mm -hmm. I wasn't afraid to ask a question because I know I didn't know what I was doing I still don't but but I have Brian but there you, but but Brian understands you know but, maybe my strength and weaknesses at this point and he doesn't really have any but I I feel strengths or weaknesses <laughs> <laughs> like I said anyway <laughs> you don't have anything according no, I don't to have statement. anything but, but he kind of recognizes that and and I'm comfortable in the fact that he's kind of going to take care of me so maybe that's a lot of pressure on him but uh take care of me when you know i may be off a little bit but i feel like at this point we've established a pretty good rhythm uh to be able to get through it and recognize you know i can look at him and understand it's maybe time to shut up or or whatever it is or, or, or may, yeah rapport yeah, there you just, go it, it takes just Cor a look yeah corky used to corky told me the other day he said you know with certain guys with with sam or somebody i had these nonverbal. Yeah, yeah. We've same thing. We've, pitcher catcher. Right. Exactly. We've done this enough now that I can look at you and you can look at me. We know where we're. And going. I know what pitch you want right. me to throw. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I want to go back to something you said. I I haven't noticed. Are you, you cranky sometimes. <laughs> Shut up, Jim. Next question. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> what about the Samisms? What What are those? Do you? Have, do you I mean, oh, probably man. just the crankiness. No. Um, no. We you know, well early on. People ask us a lot. What, what's the bell for? You know, we have, yeah. a, we have a little bell, bell. kind of like bell. A, from a diner. And love I think Don bell. Johnson actually brought that in. He brings lots of things in that I prove useful bell. from Bells time to time. Well, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, so they ask us, and it was only there because once we got going, if Sam said something or if I said something and we just, if it was funny or if it needed emphasis or if we just needed an out or we needed something. And the bell is whatever we want it to be at that time. I love it. Because uh, you'd like to have a drum. Yeah, something like that. Little drum. Something like that. And so, yeah, when we start, uh, what I like is, you know, we know when it's time to, you know, talk baseball and, and talk what's going on on the field. And then the rest of the time, I feel like what our show is, both pre and post, mm -hmm. it's not the game broadcast. It's, right. not, it's not that serious. We'll, we'll be serious when we need to, but it's got to be the table setter for the game or the dessert after the game where people can relax a little bit and, and enjoy the other parts of the game that they don't have time to do, you know, during play by play, they still have fun in the booth and there's time to breathe in, in a baseball game. We all know that, but pre and post let's, let's hit the things we need to hit. And then let's just kind of have it be kind of a communal conversation. Better bring some personality to the table or it's boring Amen. to watch. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you guys do a good job with that. And you're in two different, vastly different um, environments. Road games, you're in the studio. There's, you know, it's quiet. There's not much going on. At home, it's a whole different animal. How's the condo? Well, you created that mess down there. Yeah, I appreciate I didn't create anything. <laughs> Who named it? Anything. Okay, enough. <laughs> enough said. Exactly. <laughs> well, it was, no, they, they put a drink rail around that set. And I've, I've told this story before. Because uh, we, we wanted to create something where the fans could get enough you know, eyeballs on when we first started, it was just a camera on me. And I'm like, we need to show these people standing around. So let's get another camera over here and let's go around and put as many, let's make it a destination spot in the ballpark. Then they put the drink rail up 
And it took like two innings for people to realize, well, we can beat on this thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Boy, they were on it last night. Yeah. <laughs> so it gets quite loud. Yeah. The different environments are a lot to deal with, right? I would say there's things I like and dislike about them both. I'd say in the studio, it's a more controlled environment a little bit. Um, as far as just, you know, kind of some peace and quiet and you can focus on the game. We have our own spot to go there uh, in the studio versus here. We're kind of, it's kind of revolving door as to where we go. Um, nice way but to put it. what I don't like about up there is sometimes, you know, certainly like in the month of April, not a whole lot to get energized about. Uh, and it was hard. It's hard to kind of create energy up yeah. in that space down at the ballpark on the opposite. We've got to kind of move around and be in somebody else's space during the game. Um, but win or lose, there's energy down there, and that's not a problem to try to create. So uh, I like being able to put my eyes on the field and smell the grass, and so yeah. there's a there's a different vibe as far as that goes. So I'd say I certainly prefer it down at the ballpark. Um, but there's there's sometimes I like some peace and quiet, and it's nice to get it up there. So nice to have some balance. Sure, and just like you guys, you know the travel, you know the travel kind of breaks it up mm-hmm. for you. Uh, being in one place too long for us. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes the studio is kind of a refuge. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's a fun part of that too because the crew that's oh, there yeah, that's is, is with us. Yeah. And so it's, it's, we're all together. Whereas here at the ballpark, they're in the truck, we're somewhere else. And so there's that part of it. But what has been created at the ballpark, and I've heard some of the people that we work for mention this, that other regions have asked about how we created that environment down there for, for pre and post game. That's what everybody wants. You yeah. know, people come to the ballpark, and whether they hang out around the drink rail or not, they come by, they know what it is, uh, they know what happens there, and they're kind of drawn to it. And that's the energy that, that you need on a pre- and a post-game show, and I think that's, that's the selling point. It's, it's a live sporting event, and that's the energy that you feed off of yeah. there. But whether it's, you know, people have tried to recreate that. The drink rail was magic, but you can't always – create the drink rail within the right spot and that's the perfect spot because we have a great view of the field it's not in anyone's way but it's there and it's a place to gather and i hope that never changes because i think that's pretty key to what we do at the ballpark i don't think that's going to change the the mistakes i've seen uh others trying to recreate it is that they put the crowd behind the set exactly and i I tell them like no that's completely distracting because you've got you know joe schmo sitting there waving Another guy on his phone, hey, do you see me? And it's completely distracted. So the way we did it, again, adding that camera was the, yeah. the big key to, to show them when we want to show them. And it's not distracting the viewer, and you've got a beautiful backdrop of the stadium. So other regions have made the mistake of putting the crowd behind them. Not, not a good yeah, idea. No. So not a good idea. All right, you guys are, are uh, sort of like a uh, – I don't want to say a married couple, but – uh, you do talk about wardrobe. Um, you Quite have to plan more than I do with my wife. You have to plan wardrobe. Me too. Right? <laughs> uh, right, can you can you take us through this uh, planning of wardrobe? Do you call each other? Do you email? Do you text? Do you let me set that up real quick, and then I want to hear what and you explain would why because no, people well, are like, well, well, well. here's when we first started this, and we wanted to create, you know, kind of the atmosphere that we had in our heads and wanted to have fun. Both of us. I don't necessarily like the navy blue debate team sport coat with the gold buttons. I never have liked that. Goodness gracious, that's what I'm wearing today. <laughs> well, I don't like hey, that's it. That's the truth. Uh, that, I, just, I just don't. I feel like we can. I feel like 
when you have something on it, you know, it says something about how you feel or who you are or all, all those things. And so both of us within our closets had a few what we might call non-traditional sport some coats. Some patterns on there. Yeah, some, some colors. Loud, some color. Uh, loud. I like it. You guys are uh, right on the cutting right. edge of I don't know about looking that. good. Well, I don't know. But maybe cutting edge isn't, but you're looking good. But it was Not part of the, the traditional, yeah. like you said, like I'm wearing tonight. I'm nerd central tonight. Well, it was part of the fun of what we had. We had fun with what... But we were reminded and, and certainly are aware now that maybe at times if both of us were feeling a certain way or wearing a certain thing, maybe that's not the best way to go. Um, and so now, yeah, we kind of it's uh, it's your night or my night. Your night. One or my guy night. can be loud. The other guy has to be conservative that day. Is that right? Pretty much. Yeah, we got a couple emails about it. And, you know, it was just kind of accidental that, you know, who would have thought that? I mean, it was opening day. I don't know, maybe last year. And I thought we looked good. And we did. But we both somehow <laughs> chose like, and that was a new jacket that I had gotten. It was kind of had purple to it, whatever. And I wore it up and he wore, I mean, it w it was almost a clone of the jacket. Purple, <laughs> Which, stripe and whatnot. And, I think uh, speaks to the fact that we both have good taste. Yeah, that's yeah, true too. I, I said you guys are looking good. I'd start bringing two jackets, a loud and a quiet. <laughs> you know, so if he had one, then I, you know, just had the other. We haven't run into that problem really. No. This I, I stopped doing that. Um, we haven't run into it this year. Knock on wood. I, but literally the first thing I do when either he or I gets there is I'll go look go at what look. he's wearing. Right. I mean, I so, love it. So I've went, I immediately look back. We've got a re, they're real similar. Today. These are serious man problems here. Well, I know they're pretty similar today. But yeah. I mean, whatever. Like it's, but they're, but they're both quietly similar yeah the loudly similar that's where we run into right but we've managed this like we've managed all the other you know getting to know you kind of things right. and, and i think we haven't but again we want to have fun and we want to relax and and losing the ties which when oh, the God. ownership thank change goodness. came came for us thank i think goodness. losing the ties was fantastic oh yeah but we can still kind of create that atmosphere and really it's a visual medium you turn on the tv you don't you see me before you probably hear me, and you form an opinion about Sam when you see him probably before you hear him. That's the initial, that's the initial takeaway for the viewer, and we like to embrace that. I don't know how I've gotten over that part where they <laughs> see you first and then they hear you. I've somehow been able to survive all these see, years. See, today we're safe. We could have just told yeah. you. We, well, you know, we've yeah, well, that is, you know, jacket. when you go deep inside the game of baseball, the game within the game, folks, you just went. Inside the game within the game of wardrobe, of yes. wardrobe on Bally Sports Ohio, it's a plan. They talk about it. They text. They email. All right. Uh, I think it was Sadak on the air said, "Good cop, bad cop," describing you guys. Uh, what do you guys think of that, Sam? I mean, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. You know the red. The red's home colors are red. You know, I mean, it's pretty obvious who, who, who's who. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. That's good. That's why I think, you know, we talk about balance and, and all the things balance. that we do. Um, and I think it's good to have that. Sometimes I'm going to fly off the handle a little bit because not that Brian doesn't feel it uh, because he's invested in what this team does as well. Um, not only, you know, from a business standpoint, but from, you know, I mean, it's the sure. team he's around. He's invested in these players, spends a lot of time with them. I feel it a little bit differently because I go through it. So sometimes, you know, like the other day, I, I flew off the handle a little bit and he's going to let me do that for a moment, you know, but also return it to good vibes desk and like, all right, come back in. Like you said, your little piece. And I'm not saying that you're wrong, but you know, I always feel like 
for my goals for all these games is to go in there and try to make the team sound so good that the people want to turn us off and come to the ballpark. Like that's my feeling because yeah. I know what the energy of a crowd does at the ballpark for a team. So I want them to cut us off. I want us to have the lowest ratings in, you know, <laughs> in baseball because I want people showing up at the ballpark. Right. Uh, so I don't want to, them to turn it on and listen to me just rag 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 these guys because especially because i know the game's hard i'll rag them on effort um but aside from that so i'm okay to be the bad cop a little bit when it's warranted but that's that's the relationship of knowing knowing your role knowing your strength you know he's he's been there and done that i haven't so he can speak to some things and certainly say some things that's the whole point of a former player or manager as an analyst you can speak to things that i don't know Um, but I look at myself like I think most good hosts would is just keeping everything on the rails, directing traffic, and then making sure that I set him up to be the best at what he's best at. DJ says, be great at what you're good at. Derek Johnson, the pitching coach. I want him to be great at what he's good at on TV. And you know what he's good at? He's good at being honest. He's good at being fair. And I want to get him to those places. And so I, I know, I can see when Sam's redlining a little bit, you know, and I know when, when things are, are on the brink. But I want to get him there, and I want to let him be Sam LeCure because that's what people like to watch and like to hear. And then, I, like you said, I don't have to rein him back in, but I have to know when it's time to turn the page and get to the next thing. What are the hardest nights? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this you out know. there. You <laughs> know. Okay, it's a night when the bullpen gives it up. <laughs> Oh, got it. Try not to go there. But, you know, being a former bullpen guy, he was in the bullpen. And I'm sure when other guys gave it up besides you, you felt it. Sure. And you're still that guy when the bullpen gives it up. Man, you're bumming, aren't oh, you? Oh, he still feels it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, I do. And I, I don't know exactly how to put it into words. I don't feel like I you know coddle the bullpen by any means but you're I mean you're right because the closer you get to the 27th out the more magnified everything is and that might be your one or two or third inning of the week and you don't have it that day and when you went in you didn't know that you didn't have it and by the time they scored the runs you still didn't realize that you didn't have it it just happens fast and you know you're kind of the the guy out there that's why they call it the loneliest place on on the field or in sports is the base is the the pitcher's mound so um, yeah, that's that's going to happen a lot. It felt like it happened because it's the last thing you see. So I think it feels like it. you think it happens more often than it does just because it's the last thing in your mind because it's the closest thing to the end of the game. You forget about, you know, the base running mistake in the second inning or you forget about, you know, the balk in the fourth inning by the starting pitcher or whatever the case may be. It's the freshest thing in your mind. Yeah. It's also – it's you know, it's also the probably the most common too. But, um, yeah, those are hard when you feel like – when you have the game in hand and you've got your guys lined up uh, and it doesn't happen for you and they feel it more than anybody for sure um, because they know that they're like man we had a game we blew it there's really nobody else to point to but us you got to wear it and you got to face the music and have the short memory is that when he's cranky he no, gets, I'm cranky when I have neat he gets yeah but but you I'm glad you brought up the bullpen because yeah you, you asked me about Sam rightfully so like anybody who's been in that position would be if you come into a game out of the bullpen and you don't throw strikes, if you start walking guys, that's when Sam starts to fall back to where yeah. you have that raw emotion about what that meant to you and what that still means to you. Yeah. And so 
what I think when we do the shows as a whole, but certainly in, in situations like that, is we would lose all credibility if we had any to start with. We would lose all credibility <laughs> if we didn't acknowledge when poor plays were made or poor decisions were made uh, and those types of mistakes happen. Um, but at the same time, what he said before and knowing that we are a, a team partner, you know, that means something too. And so we have to, we have to balance. So I think we found a pretty good groove of maintaining, you can't ignore the obvious. You can't ignore what happened to the mistakes on the field. And you have to say something most of the time, but we don't pile on. You, you acknowledge, you maybe offer some context for what you saw or some context for how you felt it went. And then we move on and we don't move on to cheer the next piece of video or be a cheerleader for the rest of that segment. But you do bring it back around to perspective and where we are and doing this 150 something times a year. And, you know, that that gets tough. That gets tough. Yeah. But, you know, we hear it from people. Well, oh, this was this was terrible. Why would you? Yeah. You know, there, there is a balance there that I think we've done a pretty good job of finding where the line is. Geez and Sam, I love these guys. And we'll get back to them right after this. Chris Collinsworth here. My friends at Western and Southern are committed to making Cincinnati the best place to live, work, and celebrate life. That's why we proudly sponsor Ride Cincinnati, the region's premier cycling event dedicated to defeating cancer. Every rider raised dollar goes directly to cancer research and care right here in our community. Join the ride. Change the story. To register, visit RideCincinnati.org. Jim Day here. I've teamed up with Swift to talk about my favorite seasons, baseball and grilling, America's pastimes, where people come together to talk, to laugh, to revel in the joyous chaos of family and the shared love of these beautiful words. Play ball! And let's eat! This baseball season, ask for Swift Meats at your local grocer. Good food, good moments. One great meal. Come together with Swift. What's been the biggest learning curve for you, Sam? Is uh, We've talked a little bit about this when you are on uh, alone, but particularly with the pre and post game shows, what has been the biggest thing that the biggest adjustment? Is it terminology in TV? Maybe is it communicating what you want? Wrong goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd say so sometimes just trying to find the right verbiage because I mean, you guys know how I talk <laughs> typically when I, there's not a recorder on, you know. So I sometimes I get hung up when I want to say, you know. Well, this guy's got shit for brains. Like, I can't say that. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't. You just did. Well, but this feels like a different deal. And now I'm, you're and making I, me bleep things and out. And I know nobody See, listens to your I, podcast. <laughs> I've got to edit this, and I've got to go search for a bleep. It's the 22nd minute of the deal. I mean, how hard's that? You've been doing this for how many years? Come on. Sorry. Uh, that's did not so bad. Did you put down my audience and saying no. that no one listens to this? No, I was putting down the guy I listened to. <laughs> Come on, Jim. Let's try to keep up. Um, so, I'm so used to that. Just trying to be able to do the verbiage, I think, still the timing when I want to like run off on a tangent, but I feel like I've gotten a lot better at that. Um, for a while, I felt like I took I took the games home with me more now than I did as a player. 
uh, for a while. And that was something I kind of had to work on because I'd go home and I'm, you know, with 162 games, it's, I go home and I'm thinking about, well, what are we going to talk about tomorrow? Like there wasn't a whole lot that I liked from that today. So it stuck with me longer yeah. than, okay, today was the game that we lost and I know what happened and you know, we'll come back and get them again tomorrow. So just not make it, it was, I, it was weird that it almost felt more personal to me on this side of the mic than the other. Um, so that's something that I continue to struggle with, just not letting it beat me up and understand the fact that I got a chance tomorrow uh, to do another one and, and get better at some of the things I failed at. So just trying to make the mindset for this job the same as it was for my previous. Does he give you grief like he gives me? You see, you're probably too nice for a guy. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm an easy target. Does he – do you give him the same grief that you give me? No. No. <laughs> He not because I've, I've been witness to that so it's not to that mostly mostly jim because i don't I, I don't engage the same way you do um he doesn't poke me <laughs> i don't poke the bear do i well i didn't call myself the bear but yeah come on jim. but that's good i mean that's that's okay you can have yeah. different i mean it's like a clubhouse yeah. with i think all the group yeah. with with tommy and the cowboy and barry and john this whole group right. you know my new team right um, our team is that there's different personalities within the clubhouse and you understand you know as you've started to recognize things about me i you you jim um you know, and those other guys, you start to understand how you can talk to somebody and that they're not going to carry it with them. You know, it's all of a sudden because I tell you you're an idiot that day because I was cranky. Like, you're, it's not something that's carried through the rest of the year. It was just like, oh, Sam was in a mood that day or whatever it was. Or Jim was, you know, stuck in the 95 degree heat and humidity all day or whatever the case. So you just start to, I, yeah. for me anyway, you just understand that there's different personalities within the team. Yeah. And by the way, I like our team a lot. I do too. Um, yeah, I like our team a lot right now. I think it. There are it, some teams that don't get along. I've said oh yeah, this before on this podcast. And that's that's why I, that's why I would it, add that. And right. broadcasters that just flat out don't like each other. Right, and it's okay. But you know, we're like Sam said, we're all pretty different. Yeah, but I think we feel about as on the same page and together right now with with the group that we have. I kind of wish we could spend more time together. I know yeah. you guys get to do that on the road some, but uh, yeah, we're. I like it. You're kind of forced to on the road. Um, you need dinner partners and yeah. all this. And Which you're is on good. Plane, you're That's on buses. Yeah, no, it's it's very good. It's very good. And if you don't like each other, woo, we spend a lot of time together. Certainly on the road. So, um, what is? Have you held back from, or have you heard from any players? If that something you might have said, that, and it, and I want to combine that with you as a player. Did you get tick, ticked off at broadcasters for things they would say? Well, one, if those guys have said things to me about, oh, hey, you're doing a great job, and sometimes that's you know a player or a coach, and I'm perplexed as to why they're watching the show. Well, you it'll start, be on in the clubhouse sometimes. It was on last night with the volume up. Oh, is that right? So you know. I mean, no, I, well, that was a, well, maybe because there was a lot of good things to say, but, I mean, yeah. that was never something that It was that a good we, night, so they had it up. Yeah, that was never <laughs> something that we did when I was playing. I, I never – never – I had no idea that that was even a thing. So God, I would have ripped you more. When some, I would have exactly, known. and that's and that's fine. There was a lot of times I probably deserved it, but I was like, no, oh, I maybe maybe their you. spouses or whoever are kind of telling them, and yeah. and that's fine. That's so, probably the biggest one. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it is. So um, no, I haven't really had any guys do the problem, but that's why I don't spend a ton of time down on the field. Like I want them to know who I am and say hi to them occasionally, but like I can't be their best friend. I and be honest, you know, with them. And which is why I don't beat them up about physical things. It's it's effort. And if, they, if 
I'm beating them up on there, then they know they probably should be, and it's a good, like, reminder. I'm not somebody they're around. And if they want to hate me about it, then that's okay. Like, that's not somebody I'm spending all the time around mm-hmm. with. Did I hate broadcasters? When I would come out of games, I hated Marty when I was playing. I hated Marty. And because I'd come in after a game and the radio would be going on in the clubhouse, and I'd hear him kind of dog somebody like this. or And I'm like, number one. We're leading the division by eight games. Okay, so what? The, what's your problem? And I didn't understand that. And I'm like, you can't be bagging on my teammates like that, dude. Like, you ain't never played. Like, I don't want to hear that. And I never heard him on me. It had nothing to do with me. He may have been the greatest guy in the world to me. And I, and I appreciate that if he was. But I didn't like that part of it. Um, since then, I love Marty. I don't, he's not talking bad about anybody that I care about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, like, he and I get along great. Uh, but at the time, it's just a different mindset that you have. Like, you can't let somebody come into your, you know, clubhouse and create division. I don't care who it is. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to fight for your guys. So, that's, you know, didn't really have anything. It could have been anybody, not Marty specifically, just that voice that was doing it. Uh, but now I feel like I've got pretty good feedback from those guys, and I'm not asking for it. Um, but it makes me feel – you know, on a daily basis, more convicted in what I'm doing, that I'm kind of telling the truth and talking about the things that they want to hear, hear talked about, yeah. not just some random banter. Oh, we got some, we got honest Sam right there. That's right, but that's yeah, good. That was, but that was they, a slice of honest Sam. Right, but Love they that. respect <laughs> where you're coming from and, yeah. and how you, I, you, yeah. Because you've been you there do, done that. You've, you've done that, and I think you have a shared mindset down there, and you can say those things. But like I said, you can still – respectfully say things that I would never say because it wouldn't come off nearly in the same way for the same reasons you just yeah, described. Because so. he's got a number. Right. Of the exactly Major League Baseball that is tattooed on your arm. Right there. 19,757. Which I think is one of the coolest tattoos I've ever seen. Is that not a great idea? Uh, now, what we're referring to, folks, if you look up the in Major League Baseball history, they have a list of all the Major League players. And you are listed under that particular number. Yep. That's the the number that you came into the game with. I think that's so cool. I, I mean, because it is a – think about the long history of the game. And it's a small fraternity. It's a hard game. It's a, the highest level of the game. And you played it at that highest level. You have a number. It's a lot cooler than just putting 63 on. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't, but I don't have enough money to get a necklace that has like the thing that says 19 <laughs> on it, dude. Uh, 19 and half seven. Like, what do you, you got there, bud? But, you get uh, some cubic zirconia. Yeah. <laughs> be fake, sure. you know? No one will know. Mm-hmm. All right. Take us through a typical day. Fans love to know how, because there's a misconception by some people that they just think TV, you just flip a magical switch. What? Like, I'll say, yeah, I get to the ballpark about, you know, 2 o'clock. What? You get there that early? You get hours before the game? I think you just flip a switch and right. TV magic happens. Right. doesn't happen that way, particularly for the game kind of produces itself. Mm-hmm. Pre-game, that's different animal. It is 30 minutes. It's a blank slate. You've got nothing. You have to create something out of nothing. So what's a typical day for you guys? By the way, people also still ask if we have a teleprompter. And I've got, I got that a lot. Right, right. And certainly, you know, if you're in local TV. Well, that's a compliment because when you don't have exactly. one. And for those that don't know what a teleprompter yeah. is, it's a tele, it's the words that are going up on the camera. And you're basically reading. You write scripts and you read. Yeah. None of that happens on Red's Live Pre and Post. Yeah, I think. Never. You know, the, the longer you do something, I think your your preparation kind of evolves accordingly. You know, I know 
like most of us when you know when you first start doing this. And I, I remember when I used to fill in with you on the pre and post game show mm-hmm. back before I was doing this full time and was just working in local TV, and I was a wreck. I don't know if you remember this. But we would sit and we'd get the rundown. I don't remember you being a wreck. Is it because you were doing it with me? <laughs> no, it came. I think it came off okay. Because but you're I, used to the teleprompter. I literally it wasn't the teleprompter, yeah. but doing a show, an unscripted show with someone else like you. Yeah. I wanted to know, hey, hey, Jim, are you going to do this part, oh, or am yeah. I going to do this part? Are you going to do? And we'd go line by line, and I'd say, let's let's just assign. You know, I'll I'll do the Jay Bruce VO, and then you throw to the sound. Yeah, I wanted to know. Right. Because that was that was where my head, which and, is fine, it's yeah, just fine, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But but over the years, obviously, yeah. and it's different with an analyst, now, right? Because you're right. setting up, he's analyzing. With us, it was just a conversation, right? And there was there was a beauty to that too, I think. But yeah. anyway, so we start you start thinking like that, and then when you've done the show now with an analyst, and you've done it a lot, then you start thinking of the show as more of a conversation. But you have to make sure that the topics that our producer can't dream, Weaver, who is the i mean we're spoiled right i mean oh, i haven't absolutely. done anything else but this job but he's yeah. freaking amazing yeah he he knows he knows people as well as he knows tv he yeah. knows people and that's good but as as it develops you know we have to keep it on the rails but back to your you know your preparation or a typical day question um you know covid i think made us all do a little bit more at home in the morning than we did before because uh. You know, there was a time when they didn't want us at the ballpark or the studio any sooner yeah. than we had to be. Yeah. And, th- and there was some benefit to that, I think. But now, you know, if the, if the clubhouse opens at, you know, 240 for, for, you know, a 640 game, like you said, you know, I get here right before that. I will have done something in the morning to kind of know mm-hmm. where my head needs to be or, or know about the opponent that night. And then, you know, we have a quick text with dream to find out what we might need or want from the clubhouse in terms of pregame interviews for what we might use on the show so we go in there uh we do the david bell availability every day and then i try to and this this is another way that that sam and i are alike i need i need to be alone i I, i'm too distracted both of you guys oh i noticed that when we during covid where we were trapped in the studio I was the bad guy because I would come into their little office and invade their space. And you're like, get out of here, nerd. I need some one. quiet. Yeah. And I'm not a very quiet person. So, yeah. Uh, I have uh, to find a spot. I get yeah. too distracted if there's something going on. And yeah. if I really need to focus on something or read something mm-hmm. or write something down, I kind of need to have blinders on. And so I, I find an hour at least before the pregame show where I can safely do that. And I know you pretty much do the same thing. Yeah. I'm, I mean, pretty. That's why I love, you know, being back in season. It's the the daily routine of kind of working backwards. So the show starts 30 minutes before the game. Tonight it's a 6.40 game. That's a 6 o'clock show. I show up 3 o'clock, three hours before. Go put something here. Go down and get the rundown. Go up, start writing my slate. You know, that's the first thing I do because that's kind of the meat of the show for me. And the more that I'm involved with it and the more games that I do uh, – you talk about the evolution of your preparation. I don't have to do it as much. I, I know what the game is just one of those things. And you guys probably have it too, just watching the game and things stick with you. So I'm, I have a real good feel for what it is and what's happening the next day and where the focus is. So, um, just trying to find a little nugget here and there, something that's interesting within the framework of the game. Um, and try to keep it on that. I don't need to go down and get interviews with guys because I kind of have a pretty good idea of what they're thinking, uh, So, yeah. which is another reason I don't feel like I need to spend a ton of time down there. But um, 
understanding that a lot of times when I say something on the show, it gets echoed by those guys. And again, something that makes me feel convicted that I'm doing a pretty decent job. All right, we'll take a quick time out. We'll be back right after this. I want to say something else that I'm proud of in that, like I said, we don't, we want it to be fun and we want it to be a conversation, but I think that you and I both wouldn't be happy if there wasn't a level of intelligence and credibility to what we say. Yeah. And so I don't, I always, I'm always pretty pleased when we talk about, oh, that was a good show, it was a good show, whatever. Or we talk to Dream. I want to walk away feeling like we didn't just say, well, the Reds won 14 to 8 last night and Graham Ashcraft threw really well. Let's, let's have a few original thoughts yeah. that build on those obvious things and maybe offer a perspective or a nugget or a something that just shows that we're not that we did do some preparation yeah. that we didn't just walk up and and do what everyone in the stands immediately saw and thought and I think we've done a good job of that you watch a lot of video Sam have you ever seen something maybe the littlest of thing with a young pitcher where you're like I'd really like to talk all to him about time. this all the time <laughs> does it happen all the time uh, not all the, all yeah. the time but yeah oh yeah with regularity like but how but, often do you act upon it none because I don't want to go – because especially since I'm down on the field so little, I don't want to go down there and have, you know, Hunter Green, for example, I go down there and start telling him what he needs to do. Like, I watch him every time he throws. Like, I have my eyes on him aside from bullpen sessions, you know, as much as anybody else around besides, you know, their coaching staff, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what he's working on in between starts. So, for me to go down there and tell him, he's got enough information people are trying to cram on him. And the time that I go down there to say hi, I don't want, oh, another guy trying to, like, put his mark on my career – no, that's not it. I always say I'd like a week with that guy or that bullpen. I mean, I said it just the other day to a buddy. I was like, oh, man, like there's talent in this bullpen. And just seeing what I see, it's just a different set of eyes. It's like if you were sitting here doing a crossword puzzle and you got stuck and you walked away for it for a few minutes, you came back, something comes to you all of a sudden, just yeah. different sets of eyes and what I'm looking for and what DJ is looking yeah. for or, you know, whoever the case may be. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's several of these guys where I feel like I could just give one, like say one thing and – it would make a big difference. Is there one thing that is more than others? Like one particular thing, not a person. I'm talking about a particular thing with pitching that you see that like, gosh, I wish they would. Right oh here. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's pointing to his head. I mean, like, that's, that's the, the first thing you kind of like, they see us before they hear us type of thing. Like yeah. I see the demeanor and you know what they're doing on the mound versus like the 99 mile an hour fastball or whatever it is. So you can, I can tell when a guy's rattled when he steps out there and how he's breathing and you know, the jitteries that he has. Um, I, I always think that guys want to are too afraid of the plate, you know, the the 18 inches or whatever it is. And that was something I learned right away is you got to get them out north and south. Like these guys, like once something comes out of your hand, east and west, then they give up on it right away. And they want guy to chase a slide or a foot off the plate. Like it doesn't happen. They'll chase There's it a foot. There's a lot more pitches that are way off the plate anymore. It, is it, is it just me or is it? No, it's not. It's baseball. It's way <laughs> like way off the plate. Catchers have to work really yeah. hard nowadays, and they should. And they and they shouldn't. They shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't yeah. be missing your spot. Like you shouldn't be at this level if you're regular missing your spot by over a foot. Yeah, my opinion. Yeah. Um, we've talked about your name before, Nakia. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got another. We got some some interesting <laughs> names on the old pre and post now. <laughs> we got Nakia. And Giesenschlaw. 
yeah. Geisenschlag. Were that? Yeah. We just go. Yeah. We just go with Geezy. <laughs> Or geese, right? I, or bride. I answer to anything. Did you ever think anything. about a lot of people? People ask me, they're like, okay, what's your real name? Yeah. Can't be Jim Day. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, it really is. It's James, but um, did you ever think about going with like Brian Smith? <laughs> Brian Diamond. In my. <laughs> I like that. I, okay, so to answer that question, I never considered Brian Diamond. <clears throat> no, I didn't know. But in my uh, second TV job, local TV job, in about 1995, uh, a news director did ask me if I would consider really dropping the geese and slot as something a little more common. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, I was it was in Central Texas where the where this television station was, which is Texas is where all of my family is. Texas. That part of Texas, there's German, Czech, everything. It's it's not as off the charts. And I just told him, I said, I said, no, I I I don't. I think one, it's it's recognizable, even if you don't know how to say it or what it is or anything. People see it on the screen and they see twelve letters and they go, oh my gosh. And they, you know, at at the time and I think at any time, you're looking for reasons to be memorable, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, people see my name or they hear my name and it kind of sticks. They might not be able to say it. Most can't spell it, but it sticks. And so I told him no, but I did tell him, or I told somebody else after the fact, I said, you know, it'd be, it'd be pretty easy if I ever did actually decide to do that or need to do that. My middle name is Thomas. I would just be Brian Thomas, which... Brian Thomas there you go. Diamond. Give it the TV voice. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're dead set on me going with Diamond. Uh, so it, Diamond Bry. It uh, came up. But the funny thing was Donald Lutz, all right? German, German, the big Donka, the yes. big Donka, teammate of 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 yeah. Sam. When he was here, uh, since he grew up in Germany, yeah, I couldn't wait, you know, to get to him because okay, I I don't speak German. There's there's a large German community in in Central Texas, but it's you know it's kind of faded. Um, but I always knew that the way that we pronounce my last name is is technically not correct. It's kind of gotten texanized over the years and it's just what people decided they wanted it to sound like so i went to donald lutz when when we were first talking and i showed him my credential and i just said hey man uh, you know pronounce this for me correctly and there was no hesitation he just like that just read it and what do you what, what was it i think he said geisenschlag that's why i went geisenschlag Geisen well there's a there's a you know you you would get the schlag i think Geisen if you were schlag, get over here. <laughs> something like that uh and so that was that was good, but um, no. I mean, listen, I'm I'm a middle aged, uh, bald guy on TV. I think my last name is probably the least of my concerns in a vi in a visual medium. You know, you're also not supposed to do you know you know Sadak, uh, Sadak and I proud bald man. That's right. Sadak. We bond over the fact we bond. that this little broadcast team we have has. Two bald dudes on yeah. there. That's pretty rare. Yeah. Dan Horde used to be on and board Dan, as well. We had the bald guys. We had the bald guys, yeah, that you used yeah. to work with. So, all right, Sam, can you spell geese and slaw? Uh, if you st I think it's G-E-I. <laughs> okay, so, so I knew it was one of the two. G-I-E-S-E-N-S-C-H-L-A-G. I, I, if I, I knew if I could get past the first two letters, I was good. Yavo, Yavo. I, I before E. I before E, except I after e. G. What? <laughs> Something like that. No, all, all things considered, you know, you always talk about 
you know how uh, how lucky you are. You always say you have a face for radio or whatever. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, listen. Uh, given this medium that that we're in most of the time, and and where it's gone with technology and high definition and all that, the fact that you know we're I, hanging on. The fact that we're hanging on. <laughs> yes. Keep man, just keep I, keep going, I, man. I cherish it every right day. there with you. I appreciate it. Hey, uh, how real quick the uh, games you got to do. Uh, you've been in the booth uh, for select innings, but then you you got to do a a, a series um, with Sadak. How was it? Awesome. I somebody was asked a guy asked me to do like a little questionnaire. He's doing some kind of a newspaper deal this weekend. I can't remember his name, uh, but it was earlier today. And he's like, "Tell me your best memory as a red. Tell me your best memory as a broadcaster." I was like, "Well, a lot like baseball. A lot of those you know the shows run together or whatever. And maybe it's because it's fresh or whatever the case may be. But I was like, I had an amazing time in Toronto. It was a stadium I'd never been to, a town I'd never been to, a country I'd never been to. Uh, the games were crisp, even though the Reds lost two or three. Uh, it was nice to be back on the road. So there was a lot of things in it other than just the broadcast. But yeah. um, I certainly wouldn't – I'm not saying that because I enjoy doing game broadcast better than pre- and post-game show. It was just kind of the whole experience of it uh, to get up there and, and, and do that and kind of, you know – Part of it was I felt like I was in the big leagues again, you know, just kind of being on the road and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and being in the hotel and all that jazz. Arnold Schwarzenegger walked out of the hotel, so I was like, okay, I'm staying. This ain't the best Western no more. <laughs> you know, was stuff like that. And uh, Tom Hinkie was a great pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays back mm-hmm. when he grew up 40 minutes from where I grew up, and we know each other pretty well. So walking through the hallways, saw a picture of him. I loved those 92, 93 teams. Um, so I think just the whole effect of that, but – um, and because I could have just spoken in a generality about the fact that I like going to work I like the people I work with I feel really fortunate in that there's a lot I've learned about what it takes to put a baseball game on it's not just flipping a switch and there it goes there's the you know 10 people or 20 people in the truck that are doing it and and the communication that has to go into it uh, so being able to to understand the other side of that and understand why when I was a player and I'd get frustrated with you know the media being around a lot of times uh, like in our space, you know, I have a much better understanding for that. Like it's 162 games and you can't just talk about the same thing over and over. It gets pretty stale. So always looking yeah. for something new or a different little feature story or, you know, iPad or uh, YouTube or podcast and all these, yeah. you know, the different little avenues you have to, to kind of show a team's, you know, character and, and who they are underneath the hood. I mean, I think it's a cool thing. Didn't get it as much back then, but I do now. So uh, there's a lot that I still continue to learn, just like with any job I think anybody has. And um, I've, I've really, you know, enjoyed it. I and, and that's it. I think at the end of the show, if I, if I feel like we had fun, I don't care how much I stumbled on my words or anything like that, or if I said something stupid or I may have messed up a stat. You know, a good show to me is a fun show. And if we can do that, I think, which we do for the most part, I think it comes through the TV, and I think that's why people enjoy watching us. Yeah. No, it should be fun. There's no no question. Now, even though this is going to air after this actual day we're recording, who's the loud guy tonight dressing? Who's who's loud? I think we're pretty similar tonight. Pretty similar? See, so Real similar. I have a – Maybe a non-traditional color, but it is really mostly solid. Yeah, and that yeah. is that you. At the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, now just, yeah, we've had to kind of find balance that way too. Tomorrow we're going to look exactly the same. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because <laughs> we're going polos, <laughs> polos, golf shirts. We're going golf shirts. The uh, 
this next road trip, at least we are. So I'm I like the very, way we'll be in the studio. So. I'm very excited about this. Yeah, uh, it should be. This, Makes packing easier? Oh, my goodness yeah. gracious. Packing is is not another story. Another story, but not going to complain. Not going to complain. Nope. Glad I'm on the road. Thankful for what I do. So I'm not going to complain about it. But packing sucks. <laughs> you guys are great. Uh, thank you for the visit. I appreciate it. Uh, nothing but uh, good vibes for you guys. And uh, hopefully at some point. Can you give him crap? Can sure. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you he, can he start? I mean, hey, I, can, I can take it. We're this many years in. I mean, you give it enough to me. Can you dish a little this way? I mean, you know. But see, he enjoys the pushback. And I and I'm not. It's not as much in my nature to fight. Yeah, back. okay. I'm kind of a path right. of least resistance guy. So not even during commercial breaks you go at it. People want to know what happens during commercial breaks. Too, uh, we laugh a lot. Uh, we we laugh a lot. We may be making fun of people or things. Oh, there's. Hey, if you want to do some good people watching, I'll come come to the set. Right. Yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. So I think I think that's country alive and well. <laughs> we, we spend most most of our time amusing ourselves, and yeah. and uh, and then that's it. Then we go back on. Very good. Well, appreciate the visit. Thank you, Jay Day. Good vibes only. You can catch Brian Geisenschlag Diamond Diamond. Yeah, you can catch Brian, <laughs> Diamond <laughs> Diamond. Schlag. You can catch Brian Diamond. It's <laughs> 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 Sam the Cure. On Reds Live pre and post on Bally Sports Ohio. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the Gym Day Podcast, everyone. We would invite you to subscribe, rate, review, spread the word, and all that good jazz. And we'll see you on down the road. See you. <laughs>